What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? I apologize. My apologies for my tardiness, um, but we got some good stuff today. Um, we'll be doing Psalms 19 and 20. Uh, maybe give you guys a couple minutes since I was late uh, before we get started. Everybody um, had a good week from the last time that we talked. Um, hopefully that these Bible studies are helping you. Um, if not anything, helping you to read the word and kind of get closer to God. Um, I know oftentimes it's tough with our schedules and whatnot and things we have going on in our personal lives to sit down and read and you know, do different things for God, but if you can just give him, you know, a little bit of your time, um, see how much he can change your life, see how much um, that can happen from you just uh, letting him lead you and spending a little bit of time with him. Um, oh, way back, Ashanti, how you doing? I haven't seen you in forever. Who else is on here? Hey, Sarah. How you doing? Um, but we'll be going over Psalms chapter 19 and 20 uh, today. Uh, we do this every Monday at 7 o'clock. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started here. Um, because we usually get started at 7. My apologies. I... Um, Got on here late, uh, so um, I'm giving people a few minutes because usually we start right at seven. Thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, again, Psalms 19 and 20. Uh, definitely start off with prayer to open us up. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together. Thank you for another opportunity to study your words. As, as we dive into this, you give us what we need and help us to utilize in our everyday lives um, that want, might be a, a vessel for you to help someone else, not just ourselves. And we ask that we open up our hearts and our minds to your words so that we can glean from you, understand your word, and build a better relationship with you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Chapter 19 is more so about the revelation of God in his creation, in his commandments, and in Christ. Um, it's basically a psalm of creation. Um, it talks about different things and what God created. Um, and so we'll just kind of get right into it. And I'm going to kind of go, I don't want to say quickly, but um, hey, Alon, um, it's more so the verses that go together. So I'll kind of try to stick them together. Um, the first couple of verses, well, not a couple, it's verses one through six in chapter 19. Um, and I'm going to read them, then we'll go over them. But the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the firmament sheweth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech and night, and night unto night sheweth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. 
Their line is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices at the strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit, can, his circuit unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from heat thereof. Um, basically, in these verses, it's talking about um, everything that we see, it shows God's glory. So the skies, the sea, um, the trees, all these things show the greatness of God, show what he is and what he can create. Um, it shows his marvelous work everywhere we look. Um, so no matter what we're doing, um, where we're at, if you just take a second and just kind of look around, you will see all that God has done. Uh, you will see um, all the things he is doing. Um, if you just take a simple assessment of your own life, you can see God at work. Um, you can see his capabilities. And that's what this saying in his verse. Um, the heavens speak of God's greatness. So what we see shows how great God is. Um, so think to think about what God created in heaven, um, again, shows his greatness. To think about what he's created on earth, it shows his greatness. So everything that you can think of um, that pertains to what God is doing, um, it shows how great he is. Um, and creation is a witness of God to man. Um, so what, when you create a child or when you see life, it shows um, or gives witness to what God can create. Sometimes, you know, you necessarily might not see a tree planted or, you know, you might not been there when the grass started, so you just can't understand. But, you know, when you're there when a child is born, you watch a girl from birth, you see God's creation. So you're a witness that God can do a lot of things, especially in situations where there might have been, you know, a hard birth or a hard pregnancy or, um, you know, there was a tragedy that happened and someone still made it. You see God's greatness. Verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is the servant warned, and is keeping them there is the reward. Um, these passages are talking about the commandments. Um, the commandments are perfect. God is perfect and we are not. Um, so whatever God says is perfect. It's complete. Um, oftentimes when we do or say something, it's not complete. There's more to the story. Uh, when a person tells you something and they kind of give you a brief summary, they didn't give you the whole story. But when God tells you something, he's giving you the whole story. Um, the words of the Lord are true. They are not changing. So what God has already said before, it hasn't changed. Um, so oftentimes you have people now um, saying that, well, now God means this. Um, now God means that. You know, what he meant back then is what he meant now. He's not changing or altering his ways because we have thought of some new kind of thinking or new ways about certain things. So that's why it's important for us to understand his word because it's not changing. So we can't allow others to try and hinder us from understanding what he wants us to do.
Um, the status of the Lord, the statutes, I'm sorry, of the Lord are right. Um, even if we don't like some of them, they're still right. And the things that God commands are right. So I know some of the commandments we might not agree with. Um, you know, some people say, well, my mom and dad, excuse me, my mom and dad aren't, you know, the best people. So why should I honor them? Um, I know it, you know, that seems like, well, God made people that aren't right for us. So we shouldn't honor them, but they're still your parents. They still brought you into this world. Um, so even though they may, from your perspective and other perspective, aren't, didn't do a good job raising you, um, you still made it. So you still can honor them. I'm not saying you got to, you know, lift them up, give them all the money that they asked for or what have you, but you still have to have some respect for them. Um, it's, I know it's, it's hard to respect someone that has treated you wrong um, or has treated you bad, um, especially like parents, but it's very important that um, we honor them uh, because without them, you don't exist. Whether they were good parents or not, you still have to understand that without them, you don't exist. Um, and as you become a parent, you realize that uh, some of the things your parents might have done were right, but to you, they were wrong. So um, you learn and you grow, and then you learn some of the things that you know they might have done you didn't you think were right, and they might have been wrong, um, just the way you were raised. So, um, but we still, either way, must honor our parents. And that was just an example, because um, when God says something, it's still right. Um, the commandments are pure. Um, everything we say is impure. Some of the things coming out of our mouth are the complete opposite of pure. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we have to make sure and understand that what God says is pure. He's doing nothing but trying to help us when he says something. Yeah, it might hurt when he says it, but he's still trying to help you. Whereas when man says something, he might be trying to hurt you and not trying to help you. Um, and he does, oftentimes we do a great job of hurting people when we do a horrible job of helping people. Um, fear when it comes to God is a good thing because it shows trust. Um, if you think about someone that you feared, and I don't mean fear like running and hiding in the corner, but I mean fear that you trusted them. Uh, for me, I don't, I, I'm not gonna say I fear my parents or they were gonna kill me, but I trusted them, so I feared um, upsetting them and things like that because I had such a good trust with them. And that's hopefully the relationship that you had or you're building with your children where, um, they're not necessarily afraid of you, but they fear you. Um, they're fearful of doing something that could upset you. They're fearful of disappointing you. Um, not fearful of you beating them half to death because we don't want that. Uh, you're fearful of make. They're fearful of making you upset. So we have to understand that. And God's, God's judgments are true and right. Excuse me. Uh, when He judges you, He's basing it off of facts. So when we die. We get to judgment seat. He's going to list things that actually happened and are real, not fake things, fake news or anything like that. So when God says you did something, he's going to recall on this day, this is what happened. It's not going to be something that is made up. Whereas man, the man we trust oftentimes more than God. When oftentimes man can't recall anything that you've done, they just are hoping that they can say something that you don't remember that they can say that you did um, sometimes they can but most often they can't 
one thing we have to remember that above all, God created this entire universe. So technically, since he made it, he made the rules. And so we got to follow him just like at your house. If I come over your house and you say shoes off, even though I might not like it, it's still your house. So I have to follow it or I don't have to be in your house. I have I can't be in your house. Just like if you want to be a Christian, you got to follow the rules or you're not going to be. You got to follow the things to get to become a Christian or you're not going to be a Christian. So it's important. Hey, auntie, um, it's important that we understand that ultimately God created this. And so his rules are what's important. He created. We got to follow his rules for what he created. And that's what we forget. We often think. This is our body. This is this is our world. So we do what we want. No, this is God's. All this stuff is God's. So what he tells us to do, those are things we must follow. Yeah, we're going to mess up and disobey what he says. But it's important that we figure out ways to get back on track and not just continue to drift off forever and ever and where we don't know how to get back. Um, because as long as you see God, no matter how far away he is, you always know how to get back. Be afraid when you can't see him anymore. Because then you're unsure of how to get back. Or maybe you never saw him in the first place. So you don't even know where to start at on how to get back. Huh. We have to take God's word that we are sinners in need of a savior. Um, and also because the reason why we have to take his word because we can't understand our errors. We can't understand why we do stuff. It's just, it's hard to really figure out. Um, it's just not something that we inevitably truly will understand because we, A, don't want to, and B, we, we find other excuses. And so if we do something wrong, we'll make an excuse as to why we're doing it. You know, if we go... Let's say we go commit a crime. We'll say, well, I didn't have no money, so I had to do it. Or I didn't have this, so I had to go here. Um, or, you know, uh, we was we was going to get married anyway, so why couldn't we have sex? You know, we'll make it fit our story. Um, we'll make it fit our storyline. So everybody else is doing it, so I can. Um, and we can't do that. Because we don't understand our ways because we make so many excuses about them. We try to make ourselves understand them, and realistically, we don't. Um, and also, we sometimes get in the trap in our minds of believing that we have somehow are sinners anymore. Uh, so let me ask you guys this. Why do you guys think that we oftentimes will make an excuse or a reason why we've committed a sin versus just owning up to it. Why do we try to justify our sins? It is easier than admitting the truth. Because if we can rationalize it, then we feel a lot better. 
we don't feel as bad about what we did because you know we had a reason why we did it we didn't just go do it you know we we had this reason god i I did it because of this or god you put me in that situation so i had to do it you had her come over my house so at at three o'clock in the morning so what was my option so we will rationalize what we're doing so that we can feel better about it. Because if we admit that we were wrong and it shows that we're sinners and we shows that maybe we're not as perfect as we thought we were. Um, and I kind of just went over verses um, 12 through 14, but I'll go ahead and read them. And this is talking about the grace of God in Christ. Um, who can understand his errors? Cleanse that me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins let them not have dominion over me then shall i be upright and i shall be innocent from the great transgressions let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in my sight O lord my strength and my redeemer so like we were just saying um, we don't understand our ways, so it's a lot easier to say i am doing it because of this i am doing it because of that Um, so that way it feels a lot better for us um, so it's definitely us who are the problems not God don't ever fall into the trap thinking God is the problem we are the problem because we are the one that's changing we're the moving target God is staying in the same place alright any questions about chapter 19 All right, we'll go to chapter 20. And this is basically a plea of Israel for the success of the Messiah. So Israel, you know, gets getting in trouble again, searching, want, want some help. Um, so they're pleading. Um, but it talks about the grace of God. If you think about your life, you could probably name numerous times where grace of God saved you. The grace of God kept you from making a wrong decision, going to a wrong place, meeting the wrong person, Um, you know, and at the time, it might have seemed like I really escaped this or that, but it was really God providing grace so that something didn't happen to you because, you know, if we, we be honest, there has been probably guy or girl in our life that we missed out on and it was because of God realistically if we would have been thinking of ourselves we would have we could be in a whole different light right now in our lives because of what we our sins of our past Um, some of our past sins we're still dealing with now but um, God grace gave us a lot of grace in a whole bunch of areas where we missed a lot of sin because of that grace Um, but verse 1 the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of God of Jacob defend thee. God answers us and hears us in our toughest times. Um, when we're really yelling out, he's listening. and um, But he's listening even when we're being the worst children ever. Uh, and we should be glad that God isn't ashamed to be called the father of you. What I mean by that, he shouldn't be ashamed. 
we should be glad that he's not ashamed to be called the father of court. So, um, God, you know, God is my father. And so there are some things I've done that he should be disappointed with. He should really be ashamed to call me his son because, you know, if he, if I'm his son, there are some things that he's taught me that I shouldn't be doing, that I shouldn't have done. And so he should be like, really? You my son? Like, how, why did you do that? If you, you my son, why are you doing this? Um, but he's not ashamed. Um, he accepts us wholeheartedly. He speaks up for us to anyone. But oftentimes we get in situations where we're ashamed of who he is in our life. And that's not fair or right because every time he, you need him to stand up for you, he does. But when he needs us to stand up for him, we might look the other way. Um, verse 2, it says, Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Um, now, the sanctuary in this verse is not talking about a church. It's talking about Jerusalem. Uh, and David is talking about Israel. Um, and so, Lord, send help. Send holy help to us. Help us. We are struggling. Send it out. Send Zion. I'm talking about Israel. Not Mount Zion, um, the church, talking about Israel here. Uh, Verse 3. Remember all thy offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Um, He's not referring to um, our offerings that we give. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Um, He's talking about he offered up his flesh. Um, prayers and tears, but his flesh, his own body, excuse me, is what's most important. Um, so he's saying, remember that Jesus gave up his life so that we don't have to be struggling like this anymore. We don't have to be slaves to these sins anymore. And so he's just recalling and saying, hey, remember that this is what is what. Um, uh, verses four through six. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation and in thy name of our God. We will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now know I that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear them from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his of his right hand. The father is always going to hear the prayers of Jesus. Um, and what's crazy is um, Christ is probably the only one whom God always hears. Um, hears them and always answers with a, a sound. Sometimes God answers us and it's no sound. And what do I mean by that? He answers with just not responding, meaning I can't give you an answer right now. Or the answer is no, so I don't need to respond. But every time Jesus says something, there was a response. I mean, he always hears Jesus. Not saying that God doesn't always hear us. Sometimes we're too far away. He might not hear us as clear as he should because we're too far away. But Jesus is so close to him, he's always right there to hear him. And he can always answer him right away. Um, Whereas when we get so far away and we start doing our own thing, um, it's not that he moved away from us. We moved away from him. So 
the distance for the sound to travel is a lot farther, so he might not hear it as clear. Whereas Jesus is sitting at his right hand, so every time he says something to him, it's right there in his face, and he hears him and he gives him an answer right back. It might take him, um, it might, it's not, it's not as long for us, um, and that's what we have to understand: is the farther we drift away, the harder it is to hear. So the farther we drift away from God, the harder it is for us to hear him. And maybe the harder it is for him to hear us. Um, like I said, Jesus is sitting right next to God. So when he says something, he basically say it in his ear, like directly in his ear. Um, whereas we get so far away, we all the way whole nother country and we say something. It's going to take a, it might take a while to get there. Um, God still hears it, but he might not have heard it right away. He hears your cries. Don't get me wrong. You know, when we cry out, he hears it. But, you know, he is definitely sometimes muffled because of the things that we're doing. Um, so maybe we have to change some of our actions so that we can get closer and our sound can become clearer. Um, verses 7 through 9. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. Let the king hear us when we call. Uh, the king is for Israel, but for us now, um, he is our savior. And that's why we pray in Jesus' name. So then um, they were talking about Israel, the king, but now we're talking about the savior. Um, so... The two, these two chapters, uh, it shows kind of who God should be to us and why we should listen to him. Um, gives all these examples of why we should listen to him, why he's right. Um, and ultimately, the foundation is God created everything and it's his stuff. So we have to uh, respect what he says because he's the one that created everything. Um, so he tells us not to do something. We got to listen. And then it says, Israel, you didn't listen. And now you're calling on me, but I'm still going to hear you. But please remember that before you didn't listen. Uh, he's not trying to put it in their face, but he's telling them, this is what happens when you don't listen to what I'm saying. This is what happens when you challenge me. Um, when you go against my word, you become, you drift far off. You get into bondage. Um, and that bondage could be the things in your life that you don't want to be bogged down with but because you drifted so far away from God now you have these shackles these bondages on you and now in order to get them off you got to call on God so he can release you from that bondage um, but the only way you're released is by really wanting to be released oftentimes we struggle with stuff not because God can't help us it's because we don't want to be helped we struggle not because God can't help us in our struggle. It's because we don't want God to be there with us in a struggle. Uh, we want to say, God, I'm only going to call you if I need you. Not God, I always need you, so please always be there. We're like, God, wait a minute. Let me struggle first and then come. But it's, that's not the way we should be because he's ready and willing to be there all the time. Um, and that's what we have to understand. So as God showed us that he's here for us, he's giving us a roadmap. Um, even if we don't like some of the things that he told us to do, uh, we still should go through with them because he is yet to lead us in the wrong direction. And 
his leading and his words are perfect. And he created everything that we have and desire to get. And he's in control of everything. So we should listen to him for those reasons. Um, but when we don't, we end up like Israel and we have to go back to the source in the anyway. So why not just start with the source and listen to the source from the start? Whereas, or we can continue to be like Israel and not listen to him and say, we're going to do things on our own. And then once we do it on our own, we realize, well, maybe we were wrong. And then we go back and call him and say, can you help me? He helps, but we could have saved that whole conversation if we just did it right the first time. But we mess up and we have to learn from our mistakes. This was a quick one. Um, they were pretty short chapters. Um, and they the verses kind of went together. Um, it wasn't like one verse, one verse, one verse. It was kind of like a couple verses together, a couple group of verses together that kind of went together. So I um, tried to make sure that it was tied together as I was studying it and then made it where we can understand it. Um, but definitely always um, something that we need um, as we continue to grow. Uh, any questions, comments? I do appreciate those who came on, um, those who will watch it later. Um, I definitely appreciate that. Um, again, every Monday at 7 o'clock. Um, again, I apologize. I was like a minute late today. Um, so I uh, apologize for that. And as I say every week, um, definitely, if you can, get to a church on Sunday. If you don't have a church, you can come to my church um, 11 a.m., 3025 West 16th Street. Um, definitely, the invitation is always open. But if you need a personal invitation, I'm giving it to you right now. Um, but if there are no more questions, if there are no questions, no comments, um, next week we'll be doing 21 and 22 of Psalms, kind of going through this thing uh, bit by bit, growing step by step. Um, so, but, you know, if there aren't any more um questions or comments um, i will see you guys next week as always be great be successful and have a great blessed week <laughs>